and welcome to Two Old Chicks Who Know A Lot Of Shit. I'm Wanda Lloyd and I'm here with a jam-packed episode with my podcast partner, Tina McElroy Ansa. Hey, Tina. Good child. Hey, Wanda. How you doing? You've been traveling a little bit, huh? We've been busy too. Oh, but yeah, you, you've yeah. been traveling for a good thing, for a fun thing. Tell us about yeah, it. Yeah. You know, just very briefly, I went to Greensboro, North Carolina to a uh, the Greensboro Bound Literary Festival. And it was the first time I've actually been physically to a literary festival. I've done lots of literary festivals, several um, virtually, but this was my first time actually showing up in, in the place. So it was just a lot of travel over the weekend. And, you know, I'm back. So I got a little rest Sunday night. I'm I'm good. Good, good. And, and then well, and then the other thing was my daughter. I don't think we've been on since then. My daughter gave me a Mother's Day gift. Um, Shelby gave me a Mother's Day gift, a, a private photo shoot. So I had my photo shoot and uh, it was just so much fun. The photographer showed up and shot it in the backyard and I got to change. Did you, did you, put, did you put on makeup, Wanda? I put on makeup. Yes, I did. In fact, I Shelby talked me through the makeup on the phone because it was the shoot was early in the morning. So I didn't have time to go somewhere and have somebody come in and do it. But she talked me through it. So it was like having a YouTube video showing me how to do my makeup. Absolutely. By somebody who knows what she's talking about. That sounds that sounds fun. That mm-hmm. sounds fun. I was in there wetting brushes and brushing things on my eyelid and all kinds <laughs> <I know>. of <laughs> <laughs> and you look, you look very good, too. The pictures look great. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, yeah. thank great. you. So, well, Tina, we have a couple, not one, but a couple of big announcements to make on this episode. Yes, ma'am, we sure do. And I am so excited, Wanda, and so pleased. Uh, tell us about it. Well, I'll tell wait, you about wait, wait. mine. This, I'm sorry. This is Wanda's event that we've been that we that I that I feel like I'm part of because I'm her partner on this. And when we were in the meeting, I'm her plus one. She elbowed me in the side when they said something about plus one and said, "That's you, okay?" So <laughs> tell, tell us about tell us about it, Wanda. Well, I'll tell you about mine. Mine's not nearly as big as yours, but I'll tell you about mine. So I'm going to do a TED talk in Savannah. I guess they call it officially a TEDx in Savannah on June 24th. And I am scared to death. You know, I, you know, I do a lot of public speaking, Uh but there's some challenges here. You know, we're talking different. It's different. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. Because the thing is you're trying to win over an audience. And when you're, you know, in a conference and stuff, people are there because they want to see you. Yeah. 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 So, So you know, I've been making my slides. I've been, uh, member. I got to memorize it, Tina. I am too old to memorize. No, no, you you have, you have to memorize. You have it. It is the best talk. If anybody is in the Savannah area and actually can, you know, and and uh, you know, want to want to want to hear something that is very uh, unusual, very now, very culturally. I mean, she hit all the she hit all all of the buttons, you know. And on top of it, it's funny. One yeah. Lord has the nerve to make me burst out laughing three times. Well, I mean, my family I'm and Tina. I guess I, my, I, wait a minute, my family and Tina. But wait a minute, that's the same thing. They think I have no. They say I have no sense of humor. But I, I have to say that I made Tina laugh out loud. And we did rehearsal. We having lots of rehearsals. And when I did it the first time with the rehearsal audience, they just burst out laughing. So it's quite the production. Um, I was asked not to share the topic before the event. 
But um, it, I'll just say this. It's about a passion of mine. And that's what I'll be talking about. So that was going to be so wonderful, Wanda. Uh, Wanda, is the, my, my husband, uh, Shanae, who's a, a DP, a film filmmaker, used to always tell his, his actors that, you know, you need a little butterflies in your stomach. It gives you that extra oomph in your in your uh in your performance. So you may have a little butterflies, but you, you're going to have this so down pat. No, but this isn't butterflies. This is it, my inability as a 72 year old to remember day to day what's in this speech, but I'm going to, I'm working on it. I recorded you it. Listen, on my you listen phone. to it while you're walking the dog. Yeah. I'm listening yeah. to it. I'm, I'm, I'm actually walking down the street, saying it out loud, listening <laughs> to my phone, trying to memorize it while I walk the dog, when I'm in the car, when I'm cooking, whatever I'm doing, I've got thing in my well, if anybody, anybody's in savannah and they see wanda walking along the street talking to herself all she's trying no she hasn't gone around the bend miss wanda ain't gone around the bend you know she's just memorizing her tedx talk it's so exciting wanda i'm so i'm so proud of you i'm so Thank proud of you. you you're gonna do a great job yeah yeah so tell us about your big news well we have some huge news and we've been wanting to share it for for a good while and that is that we are revived the Sea Island Writers Retreats. I founded the Sea Island Writers Retreats in 2004 on Sapelo Island, and we've had them all the way through like 2010. And then I did some on the road, but I just didn't have the boots on the ground. You know, I didn't have all the people who, you know, who make all the things work, all the people behind the scenes. And so we were encouraged to do it by two young, two young women, uh, two young creatives, and they said that they would help. And so we said, okay. And uh, we got along and all of a sudden we have this wonderful supporter. We had, you know, we were just doing it on our own. We found a place. It's on Tybee Island. It's going to be on Tybee Island. Off uh, the coast of Savannah, right near Savannah. Savannah. Mm-hmm. One of the sea islands that, you know, the string of sea islands is very important to us. Uh, uh, place, we talk about place a lot, but the fact that it's here in the sea islands is very important. And we will talk, maybe we'll talk about that, uh, you know, a little bit more uh, later on, but I'm just going to give you a little few things uh, that uh, uh, high points that we're going to have. Can we, can you think I should share some of my, some of our uh, faculty? Oh, I think it, that's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I will. We will have the award-winning best-selling author, of Take My Hand, of the new book, new novel, Take My Hand, Dolan Perkins Valdez. Dolan is an extraordinary writer. She's also a professor. Uh, she wrote a, a, an essay in Meeting at the Table over, yeah. the, over Wanda's shoulder. But I, I had known her and loved her work uh, as, you know, as, as sister novelist. And we had met at a literary event, just like you were talking about, Wanda. You know, that's when you meet most of your uh, most of your writer friends at literary events. And uh, so, uh, but I, I loved her first novel, Wench, which everybody should read. It will change your life, your perception of Black women and slavery and the whole thing. Uh, and her uh, second novel was Balm, B-A-L-M. Uh, but her new novel is Take My Hand. And I'm sure y'all have heard about it or read about it because she's on book tour. And uh, I reviewed the book and it's gotten wonderful outstanding reviews. And she's wonderful. She's a wonderful writer. And she writes historical fiction. Her, Take My Hand is set in uh, Montgomery, Alabama in 1973. Uh, her first novel was set in the 1800s during during uh, during slavery in the South. Uh, so she is going to be teaching historical fiction. 
I mean, I'm just, I can't wait. She's going to be leading workshops on historical fiction. We also are going to have a virtual visit because she she won't be able to travel, but she's going to be there with us. And that's Dawn Turner Trice. Y'all may know her from her, her uh, recent memoir, Three Girls from Bronzeville. It's gotten wonderful reviews. Uh, she's a journalist. You know, Wanda probably knew her before I did. She worked in a uh, paper in uh, Chicago. She had a, a column in Chicago. And uh, she's going to join us. Uh, to talk about memoir. So we have historical fiction, we have memoir, and we have, oh gosh, the um, the award-winning actress and playwright, Regina Taylor. Y'all may know her from uh, Lovecraft uh, Country. She played the, yeah, she played the grandma who went up in flames with, um, with uh, uh, the, the main character, Jersey. Uh, and She's been in many things. That's the first thing I remembered her in was I'll Fly Away. I don't know if, if y'all if y'all are old enough to remember that, that TV series, but that was the first thing. And I love her so much. And I followed her and a fan, you know, fangirl and, you know, and sent her some books and just um, wanted to know just how extraordinary I think she is. And I also know that she's a playwright. And she really probably thinks of herself as a playwright first before an actress. And she's going to be teaching playwriting. She's going to be doing a session on folks who are playwrights can give a few pages to submit some pages. And then she will be talking to us about them and going over them and, uh, you know, just telling her, telling us how to build a character. That's the other thing we want her to do as a as a, uh, a lot of people are writing screenplays now. But even if you're not writing a screenplay, if you're writing anything that has a character, a novel, you know, even uh, Wanda found out that even uh, memoirs, you have characters of such in them. So she's going to you have to develop that you have to develop their She's, she's yes. going to teach us about playwriting and about developing the character from like from the bottom up and, and maybe just even from the actress's uh, uh, viewpoint. If we have people writing, we will have people writing screenplays. And from the actress's viewpoint, that's a, you know, that's a, a wonderful thing. And I have to tell you that we also have the backing. This is what's been so exciting about uh, the revival of the workshops, of the retreats. You know, Wanda and I always talk about in our wisdoms about, you know, just do it. Or, you know, just, you know, don't wait for everybody else to get on board. You know, you be the starter. Wanda talks about leadership all the time. And Wanda and I had, you know, sort of taken the leadership on reviving the, the Sea Island Writers Retreats, but we didn't have any money. We didn't have it. And all of a sudden, I've had four magical weeks in a row. All of a sudden, a wonderful organization called Chromatic Black. Uh, uh, some of you may know about it. And their their mission is to disrupt the conversation that has been spun over and over again about Black people. They are very much in favor of supporting uh, Black voices, Black creatives. And they said, hey, you know, first they wanted to help us with the with the uh, location. And then they said, hey, well, let's, can, let's, can we just be, be partners? So this year, there is the Sea Island Writers Retreat powered by Chromatic Black. And Chromatic Black is run by two Black women, and they're the most wonderful. So amazing women. Black women. Amazing. Oh, my goodness. And, and one of my little schoolgirls has uh, turned us on to them. It's a, just such a generous thing for her to do to uh, introduce us. And, and ever since we've been together, we've been going full tilt, Molly, all the way to uh, uh, videos and makeup hair. And well, yeah. But so the other night, we have to end with this because we have a wonderful guest for you also. But I will say this the other night. I was sitting at the table Sunday, a couple of nights ago, and I got, I saw an email come through to Tina and me, and the subject was hair plus makeup plus wardrobe. And I went, what the heck? You need, to check your, 
You need to check your email, Tina, because I think they're sending somebody to us to help us with hair, makeup, and wardrobe. Tina and I don't run in, in the circles where somebody comes in our house and, and does our makeup and fixes the hair. And I'm and I'm looking at my hair. You know, my hair is natural, it's short. What are they going to do, Tina's hair? Mine, mine is pretty much, you know, what is that phrase? What Wanda said to me was, Tina. Look at the last, look at the last uh, email from, from my girl. And I looked at it and it, and it was hair plus me. And I just stood there looking, you know, just staring at it for a while because I think my mind couldn't. So Wanda said, well, what do you think? And I said, I don't know. I'm still processing. <laughs> I'm still processing it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully you'll really take a look and enjoy the videos because uh, uh, a lot of work went into well, the wonderful videographer. Yeah, they're, they're, they're sending someone to our homes. Um, which, let's just say it, videos are in production for this. So we will see how that works out. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Y'all yeah, hopefully, by the, uh, hopefully, uh, that y'all will be able to see it soon. Y'all will be able to see it, if not now, at least soon. Okay. And so, as you can see, I'm just so excited. I'm 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 really over the moon about this and, and the fact that we have a, a black organization, two black women, you know, supporting us and and being there for us uh, because this is important. The, the reason I really wanted to mention it is one that I really do know the the. Uh, the advantages of editing and the professionalism and doing things the right way and learning things the right way. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to talk a little bit about that with our guest, as a matter of fact, uh, coming up. So this was important to us to have it in an African-American, uh, in, in a uh, place that spoke to African-American souls. And that's one of the reasons that we're having it. And, uh, and, and also that I think that it's a, it's a good place, uh, a safe place for black people to talk about their, their work. And that's not always the case. So anyway, check out the Seattle and Writers Retreats. Okay, we'll, we'll you will be hearing from us more. Yeah, more more later about that. Yeah. <sighs> well, Wanda, today we have a guest of someone who has many talents. Uh, I, I I probably should uh, should uh, uh, tell you she is also one of my little schoolgirls. Um, we met, gosh, I don't know, four or five years ago. I can't remember. She'll tell me uh, at a signing for Tanana Reeve Dew's book American Marriage, and it was in Savannah, as a matter of fact, one day one of those oh, churches okay. uh -huh, at the Savannah Book Festival. And uh, so, what, Janae and I just drove up. I just want—I wanted to see a lot of people, but I really wanted to, to see uh, Tiara. She's our Spellman sister and our writer sister. So, so wait a minute, Tina. Wait a minute. I have to say this. What? That was the book festival where you said we're coming to the book festival. Can we stay with you? And I said I won't be here, but come on anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, did we say it? You did. You, did. you stayed in the house, but oh yeah, and you came. But you did you come in? I came in just before you left. Yeah. yeah okay. All right. Uh, so and, so we're 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 at the book festival, and after the wonderful wonderful presentation by Tiari, uh, there were a group of women, and I they introduced themselves. We were taking pictures, and they said, "We're us girls, you you us girls." And I went, "Oh my goodness, I've been following them and talking to them." And we took pictures out on the porch. I showed them how to do the est, so their bodies would look slim, and we talked. And at the end of one of the one of the women said, "Well, you know, I have an, a, a, a niece who is has been writing a book." And I said, "Really? You know, people tell us that all the time." And she said, "Yes, she's finished it." 
And I said, she's finished a whole book. And she said, yeah, there she is right there. She was standing right there. So I pulled her in. I got, I gave you her, I gave her my, e- my email. I was excited to meet her. And her name is Celestial Holmes. And of course, as you know, when uh, uh, the, the main character in uh, Tiari Jones's book is named Celestial. And Tiari named that character after Celestial because she was there, the Celestial and her group were there on a for, an earlier book of, uh, I guess it's Silver Swan, Silver Sparrow of uh, Tayari Jones's. And when she got there to get a book signed, she said, what's your name? And she said, Celestial. Oh, and Tayari said, Celestial, what a good name for a character. And that's, that's I how I know that. So Celestial is one of my little school girls. Uh, you know, she, she has, uh, she, she was writing a book and I read the first two chapters and I was just blown away. It was a beautiful and wonderful opening. And so we worked a little bit on the book and the book was, has been, uh, has been published. It was published uh, in January of, of uh, 2021. And uh, uh, we're thinking about thinking doing the, uh, a relaunch because as it was with your book, Wanda, mm-hmm. uh, and, and our books, uh, meeting at the table during the pandemic, you know, everything slowed down all, all our plans for going out and going to book clubs and meeting and all of that. And I think a lot of books during that time need a, a relaunch, but mm-hmm. I'm telling you all this about Celestial and the name of her book is looking for hope. It's a beautiful novel, beautiful novel. I really, I, I put my name on it. Didn't I think it's so nice meeting you. We're we're so pleased that you could join us, sweetie. How are you doing? I am well. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you know what? Tina has talked about you and your book for so long. But today you're here really to talk about something a little bit different. And Tina's going to tell you about, tell our our podcast audience about it. But I'm particularly interested in it because one of my friends moved back to Savannah during the pandemic so that she could be closer to her grandchildren as they are growing, they're teenagers, and she wanted to be here. So one of the things she's always telling me is, I'm looking for activities for my grandchildren. I'll, you know, I'll take them, I'll pick them up. I want to be responsible for them to just broaden their horizons. So I'm really happy that you're here to talk about something like that today. She sure is. You know, I, I, my, my little school girls just keep amazing me all the time. Uh, she amazed me with her writing. She's an editor uh, by trade. And uh, uh, number one, the, the manuscript was the cleanest manuscript I think I've ever seen other than Wanda's. It was really clean. I didn't have much to do. No, no typos. No, you know, nothing of that. It was really a clean manuscript. And that makes it easier for folks who are sending people manuscripts. Make sure that you don't have typos and stuff because that distracts you. So it was easy for me to read. And it was a beautiful uh, novel. And so I that I was, you know, that's mo- pretty much what we talked about. And then I think uh, uh, Celestial posted some pictures of little kids and scuba diving equipment, and they were on the boat, and she had her scuba diving. And I was like, you're a scuba director, and scuba diver, and you're teaching young black kids to be a scuba diver. I was just blown away. Uh, uh, Celestial lives on the coast. She lives uh, uh, in St. Mary's, close to Florida. She grew up in Florida. You grew up in Fernandina, right? Yes, ma'am. All right. And so I was blown away. Uh, uh, we're gonna, she's going to share some of the pictures, too, that you'll be able to see. Because on, YouTube, on the YouTube most, version. Most yeah. adorable, most progressive. It's the blackest thing I ever seen. It was black <laughs> and black, black. I swear it was. You, what did you say? Wait, 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 wait. Tina, what did you say? 
It's the blackest thing you've ever seen. And what did you say after that? Oh, it's blackity black black. That's what I thought you said. Oh, yeah. Blackity black black. Oh, yeah. I loved it. I loved it so much. So, Celestial, tell us. Uh, well, first of all, welcome. We haven't let you do a lot of talking. Welcome to the show. I'm so pleased that you're here. So I have so many questions. Okay. And the first one, my husband is a, 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 a cert- was a certified scuba diver. And I wanted to be, but I wasn't a strong enough swimmer. And I guess I wasn't passionate enough about it. I really was. Uh, but uh, because I was I have my trepidations and we want to talk about that as well. So how did you even become uh, uh, certified? How did you become interested in scuba diving? And then, you know, tell us how then you decided to, to spread your, what you know uh, in this wonderful, unusual uh, sport among young black kids. Absolutely. Well, I started quite by accident. I was going on a cruise uh-huh. and my boyfriend at the time had paid for the cruise. So I said, okay, well, I'll, you know, get us a couple of excursions. And we we're online looking at the excursions months out from the actual cruise. And I'm just reading off the list. I was not, I was, it was kind of thoughtless. I'm just reading down the list and I said, scuba diving and his face lit up. And I was like, oh, hell. Because I am an adventurous person. I'll try anything, just about anything, at least once. Uh So when I saw his face, I said to him, I said, I don't think the ocean should be the first place that I tried that. So I am willing to try it. But you are responsible for finding us somewhere to try it before we go on the cruise. Right. And that's all I needed to say. He he found a local scuba shop and the woman who owns a scuba shop happened to be like the high school teacher. Um, so he knew her. So she wasn't there when I came through, but he knew her. And uh, so we did what they call a triad. Where, where was, excuse me, where was this? Where were you? In time? Fernandina Beach. In Fernandina Beach. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's called the scuba station. And um, I did what they call a triad dive in the pool. And once that light switch went off and my brain understood I was able to breathe underwater, I fell in love with it. So, and I have not looked back. I've been going, going, going. And um, shortly, probably about six months or so after I got certified, I said to him, uh, you know, I wonder if I had known about this if I, when I was younger, I wonder if my trajectory would have been different. I said, I wish I could introduce kids, you know, from my, our neighborhood to scuba. And he said, do it. And I said, oh, Okay. <laughs> and that's how I started my nonprofit to um which is called Much Bigger World Incorporated. I'm sorry, and tell us again what it's called. Much Bigger World Incorporated. Okay. Because I want our kids to know that it's a big world out there. You can do so many different things. You know, a lot of times we only see the athletes and the musicians and those are the things we think are cool, but it's a ton of other things out there that we can do. Well, Celestia, how do you how do you how do you find the kids? You just I mean, how do you find these kids who have may have an interest in it, who like the water, who like to swim? What does it what does that look like? But do you find kids who don't swim? I mean, do you start at base camp? For no, you have to find kids who are good swimmers. You yes. have to find kids who can swim. Um, we have talked about adding an element where we can kind of do um, swim lessons, but we haven't done that as of yet. But it took a lot of community outreach. Um, And I also started implementing other programs. And I think with those other programs, with parents seeing me, talking to me, Mm -hmm. and I'm doing this right now. I'm sorry, when you say other other programs, like what? What do you mean? 
Um, I do all things related to STEAM, so science, technology, engineering, arts, and math, because I do believe in all of those things. I have a computer programming degree. Um, So I started doing classes like build your own computer and coding and things like that. So the parents were seeing me, um, and I did like a, a community event at the beginning of one year to just so they would familiarize themselves with what I was doing, because most of them knew me. I did this in the community that I grew up in. Uh-huh. Um, but that still didn't give me automatic access to kids um, because of what we were doing. So oh my goodness! I, I'm, I'm so I'm so oh god! Uh, I'm so in awe of you because I know what goes. Like I, I mentioned, my husband simply would just say because I know what goes into getting certified. You've got to be a strong swimmer. You've got to uh, you've got to be able to do the equipment. You've got to be able to do the timing. You got to. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, and it's life and death. It really, I mean, you know, it, it, it's very, so the, can I ask you that question? How did you kind of get the kids, the kids, mothers and fathers to agree to this? Well, now it was, the kids are easy. They're, as soon as they see that they can yeah. be underwater, they're ready. They don't, mm-hmm. the parents, not so much, I think, again, developing a relationship a lot. Some of them knew me from being a child in the neighborhood. And then some of them just knew of me, but just, demonstrating to them that I cared about their children, that I was not, definitely wasn't trying to put them in a position to harm them. Mm -hmm. um, And that I was not going to play like in my classes, I don't play the radio. I'm old school. My grandparents raised me. So that's very (laughs) good. And you're supposed to be paying attention and you're not doing what you want. Supposed to be doing. You're going to stand up until I tell you, you can sit down. So it's, you know, very (laughs) much, I think they kind of felt comfortable with like, okay, she's, not okay. this isn't like sadistical. She's paying attention. I fuss at them like they're mine, but I also love on them like they're mine. Uh, and I think I just gained the trust of you know a lot of the parents. And there were some that were afraid. There were some that came on the trips with us to get certified because they want to uh-huh. make wanted to make sure that oh yeah I'm with that. You know that doesn't uh-huh. as long as they can come and do what they're supposed to do to get the certification. That part doesn't. In fact, we welcome parents to come because that. You no, know, Celestial. Um, when I was young, I think I was like eight or nine years old. There was a community pool here in in Savannah where I live now, and um, I guess my folks sent me to the pool, but they didn't take me to the pool. I went with a friend, uh, so, or some friends, and I was on the shallow end taking a swimming class, and on the deep end, they were throwing kids into the water at sort of their graduation, and it scared me to death, and I picked up my little towel, and I crossed a very busy street, and I walked home by myself, but when my daughter was two years old, I, you know, I regretted so much not learning to swim. I didn't even learn to swim in college because they they stopped it as a um, mandatory class just before we, you know, our last thing we wanted to do is get our hair wet. Money exactly, exactly. And so I, so I, I wanted her to swim at a very early before she got scared. So she was two years old when she first went in the water with an instructor, and mm-hmm. she's a very good swimmer today. And so, do you find that there are more and more little black kids? who are already learning to swim and they're comfortable with the water and they really want to do something like this? Not more and more. It's still about the same. Yeah. Is it really? Oh my. Rhonda was just talking about the the community pools. And I I know that we've all read, you know, 
wonder about Jim Crow, you know, they closed in the South. I know they closed when well, they did all over the country. They closed community pools. Where, they didn't know, just close the pools. They put dirt in them. Oh, yeah, they cemented them over. They, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was never going to be a pool again. Mm-hmm. The fat water and the white and black kids were going to get in into. And so that that had a big uh, a, a big. Uh, influence on us because we didn't we didn't grow up having you know access to a YMCA an inside pool or you know a, even a, even a public pool so uh, where do where do you kind of start with kids about being swimmers that's interesting that you would say that in Fernandina Beach where I grew up um, we have they're still kind of referred to the, it's changing now but we had a what we called a white recreation center and a black rec- recreation center and both had pools mm-hmm. and so that's where I the black one was literally a five minute walk from my grandmother's house mm-hmm. and she enrolled me in swim class and it wasn't negotiable I was going to swim class so my mm-hmm. myself and my friends we walked up to the pool and did our swim class and came home so that's how I learned how to swim that recreation center is still there However, with the changing demographic of the neighborhoods and what's happening in many of our cities, uh-huh. um, we don't see those children really coming to the pool anymore. Uh, so it's still hard to find children that, that can, children of color who can swim. And that has you. been one of the biggest obstacles. Yeah. Okay, I want, I want to ask you, I mean, do you have a, a, another I thought about that. I mean, some people write that it's, uh, you know, it's a cultural and it's in our DNA. And because we were brought over, you know, an ocean and, you know, there are a number of places they have Ebo landings where, you know, there's there's the the legend or the the theory of walking backwards into the water. Uh, Do you have any thoughts about that or any way to sort of overcome that? Any advice? Overcome it other than I tried to let them see me doing as much as possible because like there's a whole generation before me that at that particular recreation center, the one that I went to, they had black lifeguards and the kids. So the kids saw that and that made them we did too. when the I came too. up, we, the lifeguards there were not black, um, mm-hmm. but that didn't deter me from wanting to swim. Um, so I just think it helps. I say all the time, you can't, sometimes you can't see it unless you see it. Mm-hmm. And so I tried. That's one of the reasons Especially I'm out there in water in my gear. I want them to see me doing it so they know they can do it, too. Right. Yeah. You look so I mean, badass in her gear. You <laughs> to come up. She does. Boy, I'm telling you, I, it makes me wish I had gotten certified. It's um, it's it, it, it. You look you look great. And you, you can tell that uh, she, people, the pictures I saw, she was the authority figure in the picture. I mean, she she held herself. Honestly, I can tell what you're saying about how you how you deal with the kids, because you definitely are an authority figure there, you know, and you make sure. Celestial, you talk about gear. And you talk about lessons. What's the expense of this? Because this sounds like a pretty expensive uh, hobby or thing to do. It is. What does it cost to do something like this? For my camp kids, when I run Camp Scuba, it costs them $100. And that is it. We cover the rest of the costs. We feed them during um, the sessions. We uh, pay for the trip up to the Gainesville area for them to get certified. And we feed them there. So we... The gear, the suit. What about the gear? We we purchased them uh, mask, fins, and snorkel. That's they walk away, and that's theirs. Everything else. Is oh, okay. Rented. They get to take um, it with them. Okay. Mm-hmm. And but everything else is rented now. In real life, it is a very expensive hobby 
Um, but in most cases, you can rent the the, the most important gear. Um, but I, because I am what my grandmother used to call nice, nasty, I had to buy all my own stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, that's not nice, Nancy. I got you. Yeah, yeah. That's just that's just nice. You know, the other thing is, I'm thinking, uh, Wanda, Wanda and I have, have been talking since you know we knew that you were going to be coming on about how how to get things done. You know, we we certainly have found out. You know that there are way, ways that people can support. And I really wish you know perhaps you know uh, we could start foundation. People could start like you did, nonprofit. You know, just to to start and do it and to help pay for some of this. Because if you know it's going to be expensive, you know that's one of the things to uh, one of the things to handle. And I'm sure you wouldn't mind uh, uh, support and donations for your nonprofit. I sure would not. <laughs> I would say you know for the first few years. It really was family and friends and um, businesses in the local community that definitely supported us. And Mm -hmm. now we had people who sponsored a child for us. We got the cost down to roughly between five and six hundred dollars per child. And we would have people sponsor a child for the summer for the program. So it was extremely I was extremely blessed and um, excited to see, you know, what we can do in the future. Great, great. Well, listen, we are coming toward the end of this segment, but I want to say how much I admire you. And also, I want to say that um, when I was growing up, Tybee Island, which I think then was called Savannah Beach, was off limits to us in the Jim Crow years. And so we, our church, I believe it was our Sunday school, would take us down to Fernandino because it was a black beach and 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 we it was a beach that we were comfortable going to and spending the day. So we would take a whole Saturday, get up early, get on the bus, go down to Fernandina, and we look forward to it every year. And I think it might have even been during vacation Bible school week or something like that. So um I I haven't been back since I was very young, but it it had a lot of uh, influence in my formative years. So um, me too, yeah, me too. That's the first beach, the first place I saw the ocean. That's oh, okay. the first place I saw the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Well, well, again, we want, we want to, before we go, you, uh, we want to, uh, all the writers all on this, uh, on this podcast. So we want to mention your novel again, because again, you're, you're available for, for book signings. You're available, uh, to go out and do readings. You're available for book clubs. Yes. Okay. The, 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 the name of the novel is Looking for Hope and Celestial writes under a, a suit. Uh, what's, what is the name that you write under? Benguni. M-B. Oh, Lord, I can't even say it right. M-B-I-N-G-U-N-I. Benguni. All right. But if you if you look for Looking for Hope, the novel. You will be able to find that, and you also we're also going to put information about uh, uh, your your nonprofit and about the scuba diving, and you know I think people are, and and your email address because I think people are going to want to know how did you do this, and I, you know I th- I know you would be happy to tell so that folks know how you did it and and to spread the word. You're just the best, Celeste. My little school girls, <laughs> honestly, I hate to say it, but my little school girls are absolutely the best. You you are. Thank you so much for joining. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so much for what you're doing. Love you. Love you too. Bye bye. <laughs>
you know, on my calendar. You and I talked about we've been so busy. And so then I thought about, you know, why don't you just do something that you don't, you know, for no reason whatsoever, you know, for, you know, for me, I don't care what the, what the calendar says, it's summertime. And so I'm thinking of all the fun things you could do, you know, get you an ice cream cone and go, you know, go walk in the park. You grown, you know, you can do whatever you want to. I find myself, as my mama said, working to the coat sometimes, you know, when I, when I'm the one in charge, I'm in charge of me. So that, that is for no reason whatsoever, you know, go out and do something for yourself, do something crazy and wild, not too crazy. Don't get arrested, but do something, something fresh. You know, if you've been, I, I know I've done this. I've driven past the park many times saying, oh, look at that pretty park. Oh, it'd be a good place just to sit and rest and not just drive on, you know? So all those things that sort of been going through your mind, why don't you go ahead and do it? You're grown. I like that, Tina. I like that. And you know, we have all these wonderful squares in Savannah. So I think I'm oh. going to do that. I think every now and then I'm just going to go sit in a square and enjoy Enjoy oh, those beautiful squares and, yeah. Uh, yeah. and watch people. <laughs> and watch oh, people. Absolutely. absolutely. Well, my wisdom is, uh, I'm not sure what to call it. You and I had this conversation and it, and it was like, take a skill to college, a profitable skill, but it really isn't just for college. So as we were talking earlier about the hair, makeup, the stylist conversation that we have for the um, Seattle and Writers Retreat, I'm reminded about people that we knew when we were in college who did hair down the hall. Remember? They I, absolutely, I just had somebody tell me recently that she got through college by doing, she learned to, the arch eyebrows. She said she was a, she was a master at, at the brows. And she said she always had money. She said she went all the way through college without, you know, ever having to scuffle or anything. Right. And it helped her pay her bills. It helped her buy books, but it also, you know, helped her just to be free. Uh, so yeah, you know, get those skills, arch, you know, right. be off of the arch, those eyebrows to cut that hair, you know, to do, to do hair. So yeah. I, I know a couple of college students, uh, actually at Spelman who do makeup and that's, you know, the way they make their, their, their money. So mine is, you know, find a profitable skill, find a little, it can be some little something that somebody needs that you can do and you can make a little extra money, whether you're in college or whether you are an old chick like us, it's a little something, <laughs> something on the side. A little something on the side. You, all, yeah. all, you always yeah. need a little something on the side. That's right. That's right. So that's my wisdom. For that's you. a wonderful, well, when well, we talked about it a little bit, when Wanda said it, I was like, oh, wow, that's a wisdom there. She said, is it? And then we talked about it. She said, yeah, that's a good wisdom. So we're, we're, we're trying to drop wisdoms wherever we can. Wanda, before we say goodbye today, we've had a jam-packed show, haven't we? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, we we want to remind everybody about the upcoming Sea Island Writers Retreat. My big news, you know, go online, see what it's about, see who's going to be there. I told you some of the well, good folks are going to be there. I'm going to do, I'm going to be doing a workshop, one of the workshops as well in editing, which is very, very important. And, um, and so, you know, we want you to check it out. I, it, it's for, it, you know, if it's for you, it's for you. I guess I'll say that, you know, things will come together and make it, you know, make it for you. And we'll be updating, you know, soon with more information about the retreat and, you know, how the progress is coming along, you know, how our videos went, right, Wanda? That's right. Hair, makeup, and wardrobe, girl. <laughs> also, if you, if, if it's not for you, 
Maybe you know some a young person who want, is an aspiring writer, mm-hmm. or someone who has started a writing project. So you want to? We want you to spread the word about it. All you have to have is a project that you're working on, a work in progress, and that doesn't mean notes. That doesn't mean it's all in my head. I just got to write it down. That means pages, yeah. because we're going to ask for pages. Right. And also, we want to remind you to subscribe to Two Old Chicks on Spotify and YouTube and tell others about our podcast. So we've had a great episode, Tina. And sure have. That was wonderful. All right. Well, we'll see y'all soon. Take care. Love and peace. Bye-bye, everybody. Love, love.